And welcome back to Defacast, everybody. As always, I'm your trusted host, Carl Fernando. Co-host, I should I'm say. A... <laughs> I'm a very sick Michael. I'm not oh, the fully no. kind. You're fully sick, bro. Maybe. I was going to say, I'm a fully sick Davy boy. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake. And as always, you're listening to the podcast where we talk shit about movies and movies that we love every week one of us picks a movie to watch last week uh as we left what was the one last week uh the dirties the dirties that's right i picked the dirties wait michael it was michael's pick with the thing so we've watched the thing and dave we'll start with you what did what did you think of john carpenter's uh... the thing yeah, actually, I, it's I, I'm gonna I didn't mind it, and here's why, yeah. because there was there was there wasn't that much jump scare in it, and I think when it comes to like horrors and freaky movies, I hate like this had suspense, and I think I don't know if it's because it's dated where I, I I didn't have a problem watching it either because I don't know like for people that don't know I I'm a massive girl. Oh, I shouldn't say that, should I? That's not that's not PC. Sorry, I'm a Fuck massive. <laughs> I'm a massive uh, puss when it comes to horror movies. Isn't I that just... the same thing? Yeah, I was gonna nah, say because because you but can get worse? away with puss. Isn't pussy kind of worse <laughs> of calling yourself a girl? Nah, because for some reason I think people gen- seem to accept that as being okay. You're a pussy. I suppose, but... like even even yeah. girls can call other girls pussies. But as yeah. soon as you call someone's girls, like it's yeah, it's yeah, like you're saying, oh, yeah, that. it's strange. It's just one of those things. Like I know exactly what you mean, and I think the general audience knows exactly what you mean. Yeah, I'm getting uh, old. I'm becoming that old guy that <laughs> that's gonna say these things. Look, and like you know, let's just let's just say it now. Intent is everything with this show, and we don't intend to offend anyone when we but use we words like will. girl and pussies. But yeah, but we, we will very most we will. likely will. I guarantee so, we will. If you want to. If you're uh, on a PC podcast, uh, probably switch off. Not us. So, yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah, so... A, a minute uh, into this podcast and we're already off track. <laughs> we've already alienated our audience. So I, I hate horrors and this wasn't very jump scary, I found. I don't know if that that's what you guys... No, did, no. Did you... Dude, totally. <laughs> all right. So, um, yeah, I, I've... I've been warded off this since I was a kid because I think I said in the last the last podcast, I can't remember if I said it or not, but basically when my family was watching this, I was very young. So they were like, you know, if you watch this, don't wake us up later saying you're having nightmares and shit. So I was always scared of this movie. And uh, yeah, it was all right. It was, uh, uh, I thought, yeah, the, I wonder everyone talks about the effects. They're pretty fucking fucking good look like yeah. for, considering it was 19, 1982 like and done a little bit of research just a tiny little bit of research on it the fucking special effects supervisor was 22 years old like right fairly fucking young you know in the in the movie special effects game especially for back yeah. then um to be doing ground kind of breaking work 
like that. I I think I, I think it's fair to say groundbreaking because people still watch this. Like you just said, it's like the fucking effects hold up, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. it was it was it was good. Like, I mean, you know, I, I think we're spoiled these days with CG. Yeah, I think just how easy and the CG's CG's getting pretty fucking good now that you know. Well, this so you watch the older stuff and you can you can tell that it's it's not. Yeah. Well, look, this is the know. this is the fundamental problem that I've found with CG is that I don't think people have got a reference point for good CG and bad CG, and I only say that because good CG people don't even fucking notice. Like, there's, there's films out there with CG that people would be like, I had no idea that was computer-generated yeah. like, effects. Or, like, or, when you're, like turning... or when your mind doesn't go to, how was that done? I, like, did, it's even, yeah. I think I've mentioned Jurassic Park in the past. It's yeah. like, I, I never even thought, oh, how, how was that done? Like, you know, obviously that in fucking dinosaurs there, but I just enjoyed what? the movie. I didn't even think... Are you, are you saying... <laughs> they didn't, Carl. No, no. <laughs> They're are you real. saying? They're are you saying? Real. Are you telling me that the greatest filmmaker of our generation is a liar? Did not grow <laughs> dinosaurs. That's literally his job. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> he did not grow dinosaurs for the movie. That is exactly what I'm saying. That goddamn shifty Jew. <laughs> <laughs> well, there goes the other. And back to the PC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look. Now, the only reason I say that is because, like, a lot of... I've, I've been researching CG, or I've kind of... I've, well, I've researched CG heavily at the start of this year, and it was... I've, I found a lot of films actually util, utilise CG in the sense of, like, um, sets. So, the, the, the best reference I can go to is the latest season of X-Files. They shot in Vancouver, but everywhere, like, the the... The settings for it was Washington DC, so they just put in like the Washington the Washington Monument and, and and stuff like that, like little little points in the city that made you think it was Washington. So I'm like, that's the reference point for good CG. But then when people people only ever talk about bad CGI, and it's kind of like you know like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and even like Transformers and 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 those those kind of big budget films but yeah it's like i think like i said i said last week something to do with practical effects where you, where your actors are interacting with things that are actually there in the, on the set it makes it a lot more submersive like you you're in that world with the actors so much more you know what i mean did you feel did you feel that with the with the puppets yeah like to an extent you you yeah. Yeah. Obviously, obviously know, it, like, it just feels it feels a lot more. I don't know. Yeah. Sometimes it just feels a lot more engaging. Yeah. So yeah, but like over, overall, you really you did you really like it? Sounds I like wouldn't say I really liked it, uh, but you know, I, I I didn't mind it. I, I thought it was good. I, th- I thought it was a good movie. Yeah. Did um, I like the story? Pretty much, pretty I liked... much what I expected from you, Dave. I, I didn't expect you to come out going, "Yeah, greatest fucking movie ever." Yeah. But, um, yeah, but but it was a good story and stuff, and the, there were little things that happened in it that I was just like, yeah, like like you know where the head comes off and it grows legs. Yeah, but, I'm, like, I'm like, get fucked. 
But even the dude's the dude's reaction to it. It's like yeah, you exactly fucking kidding like, me. He sees it. He's like, you gotta be kidding me. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> you gotta be kidding. Me. <clears throat> I'll tell you oh, one God. thing. I did, I did have to think about, and I know. Uh, this, this could be just my lack of brain cell activity, but I did have to think about how the how it all fucking worked. Like, because I, I understand now that you can have it, it's more than one. It doesn't replicate, and then you know the host um, dies or whatever. It, it can still be a separate entity. So it's a bit. It's a little bit misleading when because of the title, the thing. It's like mm. it's this one thing, but it's, it's almost like a exactly virus like that. that travels. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. What, what I just curious did did either of you watch the prequel? Nah, I've I've uh, I was going to, mm. and I didn't get around. Michael? Uh, no, I didn't because I couldn't be bothered. Fair enough. I. Uh... <laughs> daylight time in which to watch it in you know what I'm saying yeah well look I, I watched the prequel uh, I had I had enough time to watch them both um, well let's not talk about it just yet because I might I might still watch okay. it well I was just I, I would just say this this isn't really spoiling the prequel well you know it's a prequel Dave you, you can kind of assume what are you telling yeah. me it survives the prequel what do you mean? <laughs> Fuck's sake. Yeah. It's exactly what I'm saying. There. Um, <laughs> this this is the element that I th- I felt was lacking with the prequel is that there's... No with, nudity. With, with, with the John Carpenter, the 1982 movie, uh, there's a lot more emphasis on drama. So there's a lot more... The, the paranoia seems like it's ramped up to 11. Um, with, and it's, it's obviously driven by the actors, um, and there's mm. kind of less to do with the thing itself. It's it's more like you can almost you can almost feel that even without the adage of this alien entity, that these guys would be kind of like they're stuck on this fucking in Antarctica, been there for weeks kind of like everything's on edge they're isolated from civilization so you know the the dude that's on the radio too that that it's just this it's the start of winter or something yeah so it's like the start of a storm where they're just going to be huddled in this confined space for an extended amount of time so it's fucking palpable the the energy in the room with between the characters you know um that's what's lacking in the prequel, I feel. I, I don't feel that at, at all in the prequel. And also, to that, the the actual thing feels like a, a completely different entity. I think they, they miss the mark massively on what the alien is. Because um, the, the alien in the prequel almost seems just kind of like this... Lumbering, fucking thing that just it doesn't think like it just 
it's just an animal driven purely by animal instincts whereas the 1982 thing it 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 watches it learns it 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 yeah. manipulates it hides. yeah it hides oh, it, that's, it knows that's when what to I was going to ask too yeah um, the when he when he um <clears throat> when that dude oh that was that was something i had a problem with was and i i think it it sort of it bugged me, but it works for the movie's advantage because it it leaves you guessing a lot of the time. But what it was was characters. It just felt like there were too many character. Like I found it very hard to figure out who was who. And does that make sense? Like, yeah, just... I, I get what you're saying. I I feel like they've done it pretty well though because they seem to shift focus as the movie goes on. Like, I mean. Kurt Russell's kind of like your main character throughout the whole thing, but at the start of the movie, they kind of focus on um, old mate with the dogs a lot, and then they tend to focus on the, yeah. the doctor guy that goes crazy. Then they'll focus on um, old mate with the glasses, et cetera, et cetera. Just, it kind of goes down the line sequentially as they're all getting picked off as well. So even if they didn't have time for everyone, whoever they didn't have time for kind of just got killed anyway, so you yeah. didn't have to worry about them too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but but yeah, no, no. I get what you're saying, but that that was sort of like it was just trying to, I guess, uh, I don't know, trying to identify with them. Yeah, like, on on some level. Mm. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Oh, that doctor dude was was he um was he fucking possessed? <laughs> Is that the right word? Infected. Was no, he a thing when he when he smashed everything? I, I don't d- think so. I don't think so because I I feel like the thing wanted to get well, wanted to leave. He wanted to go to civilization, whereas uh. I think he <coughs> he had that that fucking kind of you know been stuck in the fucking mountains too long with these men. You know what I mean? Like been cooped yeah, up yeah. in this goddamn think, fucking. Yeah. Cabin so who got so who long. got to him? Who opened the the door? Who knows? <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, I don't know. I don't because it says it was open from the outside. Hmm. I mean, I'm trying to. Oh god, I'm trying to think how it all happened chronologically. But I'm pretty sure at some point, like, doesn't um Mac go off to his cabin because he's like, you know, I I, I turned the lights off when I left. And he was with like another guy, like yeah. it could have happened then, right? So, who knows? Yeah, look, I, I think, I think it happened fairly recently after he got put into the cabin. That's what I think. Yeah, just because yeah. Of, like he was able to build that fucking mini spaceship and stuff. Like, yeah. like when he's saying, "I want to come inside now." Do you reckon that was when he was? Yeah, yeah, I reckon he could. Yeah, been. I reckon definitely. So it would be interesting to go back and watch watch that scene and maybe... Because, you know, I, I would say there would be little Easter eggs in there <clears throat> to see if he had or there's not. There's probably a lot. Because, you know what? Yeah, there's probably a lot that I'd pick up if I watched it again. But, you know what? Yeah. I, I picked up. I don't know if this was in there when they first put him in there, but there was a noose hanging. Yeah, yeah. So, I saw that. Yeah. That could that could possibly be it because I don't remember seeing that when they first put him in there, 
but the next scene that you do see him, the noose is there. So it's like, well, yeah. that's probably signifying that he's dead. You know what I mean? So, yeah. And it's pretty obvious yeah. that they've put it there. For, you know, that's <laughs> you know, fucking filmmakers very rarely leave anything up to coincidence, and especially mm. somebody like like Carpenter. Um, yeah. What What I was gonna say too is like, just going back to, I know. I know I've mentioned it, mentioned it like every week after we'd after we've watched it, but the birds, uh, Alfred Alfred Hitchcock, I get he is he is probably the grandfather of suspense, but I think Carpenter, with this movie alone, how he mixed surprise and suspense into the one film is, I think, just absolutely brilliant. I, I, I'm hard pressed to to think of any other films that mix those elements so well together that make it so just powerful. Like yeah, just such such a great film, master of suspense. He he's an absolute master of suspense. Um. Yeah, but yeah, I think I think the general, I think generally <coughs> people people would know that I, I love this film from my reaction when you told us we were watching it. So, yeah. Um, Fair enough. I, I would like to mention, like, because, you know, a lot of people talk about the effects and stuff, but the friggin' the sound design in this movie mm. if is just so fucking brilliant. I feel like it probably would have fallen apart if it wasn't so on point. Yeah. And like the the one thing that just always gets me, and I mentioned it in the first half, is when they when they're chasing old mate out. Or I guess it's the thing now, but um, yeah, they chase him out of the out of the base or whatever, and then they all surround him, and they they're about to set him on fire, and he just turns around and just screams. Yeah, that's bone chilling. That's yeah, fucking that, bone chilling. The first time I saw that, it just sent shivers down my spine, and. I've never really forgotten it. And every time I watch the movie, I have to brace myself for that. And just the sounds it makes in general. They're just fucking oh, dude, creepy. Every, every, just fuck up. Everything, dude. The, the sounds of it. Yeah. The, the sound of it, like, uh, transforming. Like, you know, yeah. what, you know what I kin it to? Like, fucking... Um, Alan Moore and John Totalman's uh, Swamp Thing. Yeah, that that kind mm. of you know when the when Swamp Thing creates his body from you know organic matter, and it's like spliff, 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 spliff. Like I can when I mm. see it, I'm hearing it in my head. That's what I hear, similar to the thing, like, kind of when it trans when it's transforming. Yeah, yeah. fucking terrible. I guess with more with more bones cracking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, more bones cracking and flesh kind of tearing. Yeah, yeah. And, and just the the design as well. Like when when it's in the kennel and it's like got all the dogs and shit, and mm. it just it looks. Whoever fucking designed it is sick in the head. That's what I'm <laughs> well, like this is this is what like what I was saying. I, I'm just about sitting there the... feeling sorry for the dogs. <laughs> the dogs, no, not the dogs. Well, this is what I was saying about the the novella uh who goes i think it's who goes there um the the thing like i look i haven't read it but i i quickly researched it and 
he doesn't he he's got this really good way of describing it where it doesn't really give it a figure and it kind of they bring it to life the special effects crew bring it to life in the movie mm. so well that it's just kind of like yeah it doesn't have it doesn't have kind of like a reference like its body it it, yeah. it kind of goes off of us but then once it kind of loses kind of control it's just kind of like yeah it's it's shapeless and it just just fucking evolves to whatever it can use to yeah. kill. So, yeah, yeah it's br- brilliantly executed. Yeah. Mm. Um, is there anything else we want to add to the thing? <coughs> I see what you did there. Uh, <laughs> there is, there is one actually. Um, something that I th- thought was pretty interesting. The reason why it didn't do too well when it opened is because it opened the exact same day as Blade Runner. Oh, fuck me. And it opened two weeks after fucking E.T. So, (laughs) yeah, it it had a mountain to climb climb there, so... Right. Wow. Um... Well, it, it gets the recognition it deserves. Now. Oh yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad it's kind of years later, you know, that it's found a home among film enthusiasts. So, and horror, horror. Uh, yeah, buffs. horror fans. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that that concludes the thing, which brings us to Dave's pick for next week. For next week. So yeah, this so is what one. We, what are we watching? This is one that I've I've had on the cards for a little while, and I keep I keep pushing it aside. The green, but, um... the green wire. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm actually too. not. I'm actually not sure if you guys have seen this uh, or not. But the Last Samurai. No, I haven't. Oh, with Tom Cruise. Yeah. No, I haven't seen that. Okay, excellent. That is excellent because I watched this movie by accident. I think I I started. I think. Back when I was living at home, I think my mum, like at home, when I was living with my parents, my mum had started watching this and I caught the beginning. And for some reason, I ended up sitting down and watching it and then I, I got, you know, stuck into it. But based on the title alone and the fact that Tom Cruise was playing, you know, the lead character in The Last Samurai, I was like, oh, I'm not, I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> and, and then I watched it, and I I really enjoyed this movie, and I just yeah I I think it's 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 really good. It oh, deserves a watch. It's got Billy so. Con- Connolly in it. Yeah, uh, two thousand three, Last Samurai. So the yeah. synopsis is. Go ahead, sir. Um, hey. Go ahead, sir. Do you want me to read it? I've got it up. Don't don't you talk down to me. Oh, you piece of shit. <laughs> All right, uh, Jesus. An American military advisor embraces the samurai culture he was hired to destroy after he's captured in battle. There you go. Boom. That's all you fucking need to know. Yeah. That's all you need to know. It's the plot of Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> but with fucking samurais, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, nah, like Avatar is the plot of Fern Gully, so... Well, I thought it was I thought it was the plot of fucking Pocahontas, wasn't it? And Fern Gully. Yeah. 
Dances with and, wolves. Uh, yeah. Dances with wolves. I was, just, I was just, <laughs> God damn it, Marsh. You keep beating me to the punch. The fucking list goes on and on, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, this I... is definitely a, a dances. It's probably yeah up there with like you know right alongside dances with wolves for plot. <laughs> so, I have yeah. never heard of this director. Um, Edward. Zawick, uh, but and he hasn't even the only other film that I can see that I know of his is um Blood Blood Diamond. So right, yeah. Oh, oh Courage on the Fire. Oh, Legends of the Four. This the second ja- uh, Jack Reacher. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. He's done a couple that we know, but yeah. All right. Well. Looking forward to it. Like I said, I haven't seen it, so. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah I was worried because you know it, I was yeah a little bit of backlash. Tom Cruise again? What you fucking no, suck his dick? I I've actually had my my affection for Tom Cruise has grown over the past couple of months because uh, I, I watched an interview with him when he was doing a, a doing the tour for the Mummy. And right. they kind of got into his work ethic and kind of his his kind of acting training and stuff. And, and he's kind of known for not being like most other actors, where most other actors, they go from a, a very specific style method of acting. I'm pretty sure it's called the Stanislavski. I can't pronounce it, forgive me. Stanislavski method of acting where you kind of pull from your experiences you know what I mean so you know you're playing a character that say loses his mother um you 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 kind of connect it with oh well like oh I've lost an auntie that I was kind of close to so you kind of go from there like you pull from real world experience and he's kind of like he doesn't agree with that what whatsoever he goes from a different, completely different style method of acting, and he actually said in the interview something that I'm like I never thought of before. But I'm like that makes a hell of a lot of sense. He was basically saying how he doesn't agree with that, and he goes, "You think of children." He goes, "Children just play; they just think, they just imagine, and then go." Because that's he goes, "We we can, everyone can do that. You you never lose that." So he goes, I, yeah, he goes, I don't agree with that. You have to take something from a real world experience. He mm. goes, he goes, we're, yeah. we're just having fun here. We're imagining and that's all you need to do. And I was like, holy shit, that <clears throat> makes a hell of a lot of sense. Mr. Cruz, where do I sign up to science Scientology? Let's <laughs> <No. laughs> not go too far. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was, was going to say, like, say what you want about him as a person and whatnot, but I mean, I very rarely see him in movies that I don't like. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, all right. Um, the Last Samurai, 2003. Uh, we will watch that and we will not see you, oh, but you'll hear us next week. <laughs> so. You having a stroke? I fucking am. Because I'm like, I was like, <laughs> You'll see us next week. I'm like, you actually won't see us because you never see us because it's an audio. Oh, please. It's an audio <laughs> thing. Until, until <laughs> next week, pull your finger out. 